Blog Talk Radio. today in Revelation 18, the great announcement. Before we go there, let's uh, bless the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity one more time to expound your Word. Lord, that will not come back void. We'll do that what you sent to do. Sit still quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Bless it, Lord, and use it today to touch the minds and the hearts of the people. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Revelation 18. The discussion of another Babylon. We talked in Revelation uh, 17, the uh, uh, what they call mystery Babylon, which is uh, the apostate church, the spiritual uh Entity that's headed up by the false prophet who's discussed in Revelation chapter 13. Uh, how God allows the kings of the earth to bring this particular entity down because the Antichrist and his entourage hates anything that would pull attention from them. Satan's goal was to receive worship. That's why he told Jesus and uh, when he... When Jesus was tempted, he said, uh, all the kings of this world are mine to give if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus didn't say, no, you're wrong. He said, uh, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou shalt worship only the Lord thy God and Lord thy God only. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan is for a time and a period the God of this world. You can see that. Go around what's going on. Uh, men are waxing worse and worse. Deceitfulness, deception, delusion it's on the face of the earth. Uh, you know, the Bible says that Sodom vexed the spirit of Lot. Uh, you know, he made a mistake going there. I mean, I think that's evidence. But God, through his mercy and through the intercession of Abraham, brought Lot out of Sodom. The book of Isaiah 1.9 says, Had not been for a remnant. We'd all been as Sodom and all been as Gomorrah. Of course, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, is always an illustration of ultimate evil that uh, that goes on in a time and a season. We're, we're there. Look around. Check out your news. Check out just regular everyday activities. Uh, you can't even watch sporting events anymore without it seeming like evil uh, is around and about. Um, there's no morals today. Uh 
that's out in our face, so to speak, and all sin to come short of the glory of God. If not for the blood of Jesus Christ, we'd all uh, die in our sins. And thank God for his power and his spirit. So we need to pray that God sends a revival, that uh, a last day's revival, that people would awaken and uh, they would receive Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, how how can they hear unless a preacher is sent? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Revelation 18, let's talk about the desolation of Babylon or political Babylon. Verses 1 through 8 discusses the, the announcement of the fall of Babylon. Now, we've discussed that Babylon... Uh, basically started in Genesis, around chapter 11, I believe, under the guidance of the first Antichrist, which was Nimrod, who sought to circumvent the ways of God. He was the son of Cush. He was Noah's, <clears throat> I believe, maybe great-grandson or grandson. But his uh, he was evil. The Bible says he was a hunter of men. Uh, he didn't hunt deer and elk and antelope. He hunted men, the souls of men, with false doctrine and a system which is under the guidelines of Babylon. And that system, Nimrod's long gone, but that system and that spirit is still very prevalent in the world today. And every every, every occult and every false religion stems from the plains of Shinar, <clears throat> the Tower of Babel. That's why God confused them. So. They seek to circumvent or go around God's ways, to deny God's ways, to uh, not retain God in their knowledge. And this system is prevalent in the world today. But we see here in chapter 18, and this is future, that God is going to judge that, that political system. As he judged Mystery Babylon, which was the religious system, now he's going to judge the political system that's even in place today. So verse 1, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. So something's going to happen here. So uh, the, this angel, which is, will be before the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, is a great angel. He, he's a creation of God. Uh, many commentaries say he could, he, he could be Gabriel or Michael. Now, the only archangel was named in the Bible is Michael. He's the angel who stands for the nation of Israel. You can read that in the book of Daniel around chapter 10. Cried, verse 2, and he cried with, cried mighty with a strong voice saying, now here we have an announcement. Verses 1 through 8, which we'll try to get through today, is an announcement of something that's going to come. Something something cataclysmic, as far as the men on the earth are concerned, is going to happen. Their bread and butter, their hope, their affections are going to be destroyed. That which they have put their life in for years is going to be, and the Bible says in one day or suddenly, that word one day means suddenly these things are going to be taken from them. And this angel cried mighty and with a strong voice, and this is the announcement, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. <clears throat> Here you have double reference, <clears throat> pardon me. In other words, he's getting to the point here, <clears throat> pardon me, and, and announcing 
that Babylon the Great has fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold or the prison of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird or to a degree a haunting. A haunting. So this proclaims a city that's probably going to be rebuilt. Uh, Some some commentators say uh, around Rome, but where there's going to be an infestation of evil, uh, demon spirits of every sort, Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, plural, and principalities, plural, and wickedness in high places, okay, or the powers of darkness that are in the atmosphere, in the air. In other words, this Babylon, this city, will be the capital of evil. Hmm. Uh, Are there certain cities and certain nations that have an infestation? That evil comes out, is spewed out? Well, see, God's going to judge this system and this particular city. Um, So it will be the capital of all evil. Uh, vultures, such like used uh, in the Word of God as demon spirits. We find when Abraham was protecting the sacrifice right before God made covenant and walked the figure eight through the pieces that God had cut in half, and he kept the vultures away from the sacrifice because the vultures were wanting to consume plan of God. And he was fighting the vultures way, which I believe is a type of demon spirits, which choose to circumvent the blessings of God upon on those that want to make covenant with Jesus Christ or those who trust in the Lord. But the Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 21, verse 9, And behold, here cometh a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen, and answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And all the graven images of her gods he hath broken unto the ground. This was the great prophet Isaiah making reference to this event. In Revelation 14, 8. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen. It's fallen the great city. Remember, this is the political, the commercial city. Because she, listen, made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. In other words, people were sold out to her because of the commerce. Because of prosperity to come out of her. See, it didn't matter about the evil. It didn't matter. <clears throat> See, it's the attitude of get ahead regardless of, of the cost. See? Uh, vile business practices, lying and cheating. In Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19, In Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of Chaldees, excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. So we see a comparison here to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which we know that God brought Lot and his family out. and his, Of course, his wife didn't make it out. She turned around and she was attached to the place. And listen, Isaiah 13, verse 20, and it shall never be inhabited, neither shall it, shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. See, this, this, this is the finality. See, this is the system of the world be completely, completely annihilated, and the system of God is about to come up and take rule and reign, the person of Jesus Christ. 
And it says, will never be inhabited, neither shall be dwelled in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. Listen, but wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, which means kind of hideous, and owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there, and the wild beasts of the islands shall cry in their desolate houses, and dragons is always a type of Satan in their pleasant places and her time is near come and her day shall not be prolonged so chapter 18 talks about the complete destruction of the the political or commercial Babylon once again we make reference to the fact that the religious or apostate church mystery Babylon has been destroyed by the kings of the earth, the Bible declares. But see, this city, this city is going to be destroyed by who? By God himself. So, like again, this is the future after these things, Metatahu. Okay, verse 3, Revelation 18. For all nations, all nations, are in this system. All nations, a, a one world thing. Okay, is that going on today? Okay. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So this points towards intoxication. Okay, now back up in verse two. It says, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That, that there means a haunting. A haunting where people are sold out. They uh, actually sold their souls to a system. You know, they're there for the duration. Um, how men today actually hate their jobs, but they're tied into it. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's uh, you know, they don't, they don't have prestige. They don't have money without it. They're, uh, 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 you know, always striving to get ahead and, uh, uh, you know, become, the big player, so to speak, in the world of, of commerce. But the Bible says this, what if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? I mean, is there any, listen, I know the Bible says, man that doesn't work doesn't eat, go into the ant slugger. Uh, you, know, you know, the Bible says an, an infidel doesn't care for his family, doesn't work. You know, God intended for man to work. But he intended for God to be God and work becomes secondary, a, a means of of supporting and 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 then God would bless the efforts of those. But see, but 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 this system has become the god of many today. Yeah. Um, David Wilkerson, I remember a lot of times before he passed, would uh, preach outside of his church in Times Square, and he would say these words. He said, "I am preaching to you today from modern day Babylon, or uh, for now the center of commerce." world trade okay for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication or there's an intoxication and fornication of course leads to lewdness you know uh, the word fornication in the greek is pornia was where we get uh, pornography okay. well wherever there's big commerce then there's lewdness Okay, there's, we, you know, we know, I mean, it's a fact, there's trafficking that goes on today. There's 
<laughs> uh, rendezvous. Okay, but we know. We know how the world is. We know, you know we should know how the system of the world is. That, that's why the Bible tells us to come out, okay, which we'll talk about that. Uh, <clears throat> for all the nations have drunk of the wine of her, of her sexual immorality, which, listen, sin always brings the wrath of God. For the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the kings of the earth, under the intoxication of a system, have committed sexual immorality, and the merchants of the earth have have uh, uh, become luxurious and prosperous because of her. This is why it's going to be a big deal okay, when this happens. This this is just the announcement. So from the, from the headquarters uh, in Babylon. And under the guidance of the Antichrist at this time, many will be rich. Many will be prosperous, even during the Great Tribulation. So all the world, see, are gravity, all, all the nations are gravitated towards the system. It, it's, it's, it's a majority. The Christians are actually minorities, see. We, don't, we should not be going the way of the world. The Bible tells us that the world is an enemy or a enemy or is hostile towards the things of God. The Bible says to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And that that doesn't mean we're holy. We're not. We're, our holiness is in Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is Jesus Christ. We are sinners saved by grace. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, like I said, these are future events where God's going to bring down a system that everybody's uh, entwined in, settled in, thinking it's going to last forever. See, men today trying to build their own private utopia, their own private Shangri-La, their own private paradise. Men today actually think that they're going to rule the world in the future, but no. Jesus Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. The Bible says that. That 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 you know that's future, and sometimes we don't see a lot of signs of that. But the Word of God says it. That's all it takes. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but He said, "My word by no means will ever ever pass away." Book of Jeremiah, chapter fifty-one, verse seven: Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. Now listen, or an instrument of of, of judgment. That made all the earth drunken, the nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. That word mad means insane. Completely, completely consumed by a system that is in all actuality destroying them. Under the guise of delusion and deception. And the Bible says suddenly, one day. One day or suddenly, boom, God's going to judge it. It's going to be eradicated because this, this system cannot cohabitate alongside which is coming through Jesus Christ. Now, I know this, this bristles a lot of people, but the fact is that Jesus Christ is Lord. You can laugh about him. You can lampoon him. You can snicker. You can say he's fictitious. You can say he's not real. But listen to me. One day you're going to bow before him, and your tongue's going to confess if you don't accept him 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. Even every power and principality that's against him. The Bible says, and the devil knows the word of God and trembles. Okay. Verse 4. Let's go back to 3. We're not done there. For all nations have drunk of the wine of her wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. Listen. And the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. So we have the kings, the leadership, and then the merchants, see, who have put everything into this system, thinking it's going to last forever. So prosperity, if it's not God-given, will blind. For the love of money, not money, for the love of money is the root of all evil. It takes money to live. I understand all that. But the love of money is the root of all evil. Because see, for the most part, once people get a taste, you know, they want more and more. They never have enough. They never have enough. My father told a story of a man years ago that had dollars. I mean, he was rich. But he sat on the porch of his house with a hanky in his hand and would bite on that hanky and wring his hand, scared to death he was going to lose his money in some kind of a business transaction or the economy was going to fall. See, that's where his heart was. And the Bible says where your heart is where your treasure is. Now, the Bible says this. If we believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we accepted him, that he'll meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. See? The earth is prosperous because of heaven. The earth is prosperous because of the Lord. Prosperity is in the hands of the Lord. I, I would that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Okay. Verse 4, Revelation 18. And I heard another voice from, from heaven saying, listen, come out of her, my people. We're going to have a remnant on the earth. We've talked about 144,000 who preached, who come through their tribulation period, sealed by the Holy Ghost of power. We talk about many martyred during this time, those that got saved by the preaching of 144,000. So wherever things, things can be bad all the way around, there's always a remnant, always a remnant. He told the prophet, he said, he said, you're not the only one. He said, I've still got thousands that haven't bowed their knee to Baal or kissed his old ugly God always has the people, regardless of how hard the times are or what's going on around. Here he's going to have them now. And he's telling these people, he said, don't get wrapped up with them. He said, be not partakers, now listen, of their sins that ye receive not her plagues. Now the word plague, of course, means judgments or curses. He says, Come out of her mystery, I mean, not mystery, but commercial Babylon, always referred to as a woman, as the queen, we're going to find out. I believe Jeremiah, but the queen of heaven, along the lines of a spirit of Jezebel. See, Nimrod had a, a wife, Semiramis. Study about that. And she had some weird ideas. I'll not going to get into that today, but, you know, she. Uh, I uh, thought her son, I believe, was Tomas, which we find Israel worshiping in the back of the temple. This this Tomas, this one, had been killed and resurrected and all this, and he was the incarnation of Nimrod and all this, all this false stuff and occult-like stuff. Like I said, everything, every occult, every 
wrong apostate religion stems from the Tower of Babel and the plains of Shinar, which God destroyed and confused the language. But the system went on. The spirit still lives today. Okay. He says, come out of that you might not receive her plagues. I mean, very, very simple thing said here. How should we react? How, how should we posture ourselves today? Well, we don't put our faith in a system. Our faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. The word of God is our final authority. should be. It's just a book. No. It's an inspired book. Written by 40 different authors over a period of 2,000 years. Okay. Jeremiah 51, verse 6. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity. For this is the time of the Lord's, all capital letters, vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. And when I say the Lord's capital letters, that means the eternal, almighty God, who was and will always be. Jehovah. Second Corinthians 6.17 Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now here's uh, Paul writing for the New Testament church. We're part of the new covenant, the everlasting covenant. He tells us not to get bogged down and involved in that system. Hmm. You can't keep one foot in the world and one one foot, I will say, in the church or in a relationship with God. Choose you this day. Double-minded man is unstable in all his way. He who puts his hand in the plow and looks back is not worthy. Verse 5, for her sins, there's that word her again, have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquity. So many times we think God has forgotten, but he hasn't. So her sins are piled up in heaven, and God remembered her crimes. That was they've done against him. Jeremiah 51, 9, we would have healed Babylon. <laughs> now we, that's... Uh, to the Trinity, but she is not healed. Listen, or she won't be healed, or she won't accept healing. Remember, we talked about when the plagues and the vials, everything was being poured out, how men would gnaw their tongue, but there wasn't any repentance. We're going to find here that when Babylon falls, men aren't going to repent. They're just going to worry about what they lost. Because their treasure, their heart, is in this worldly system, this commercial system, this cult like system. We would have healed Babylon. This is Jeremiah 51, 9. But she's not healed. What's he say? Forsake her and let every let us go, everyone into his own country, for her judgment, listen, reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Jeremiah confirmed that God is going to judge this system of a commercial Babylon. Verse 6. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her unto her double according to her works in the cup which have she filled fill her double God's not mocked that whatsoever a man sows so shall he also reap so Sandy pay her back the way she all paid her treated and doubled according to her works in the cup which she mixed see the mixing uh uh I'm, I'm going to use the word conjuring, the witchcraft or pharmakeia, 
It's very prevalent in the world today. You'd be surprised what goes behind the scenes in the business world. Okay. Repay her to what she herself paid others. In other words, how she treated others, now she's going to be treated. She's going to pay for her sins. And saints or children of God are not to, uh, we're not called to render vengeance, okay? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But this is a statement saying that God's going to take care of it. That God is going to judge every sin, every bit of rebellion. The only way to escape the judgment of God is to know Jesus Christ. The wrath of God will be poured out upon those that do not receive Christ. Those that receive Christ are not appointed to wrath. Persecution, yes. Tribulation, yes. Fiery trials, yes. But not wrath. There's a finality, see, in wrath. Okay. Jeremiah 50 again. Verse 29. Call together the archers against Babylon. All ye that bend the bow. Camp against it round about. Let none therefore escape. Recompense her according to her works, according to all that she have done, do unto her, for she have been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Pride, what happens, always comes before a fall. Their attitude, we're going to find out that we're going to be here forever. This system we're involved in, it's going to grow and prosper. And one of these say, just overtake the No, it's not. Sorry. It's coming in into those things. The end of man's ways. And the beginning of the fullness of God's ways. The Bible calls it the fullness of times or the restitution of all things. Verse 7. How much she have glorified herself and lived what deliciously or prospered. Listen. So much torment and sorrow give her. Wow. For she have said in her heart, I set queen, bragging. There's a church Jesus spoke to, the Laodicean church in the same book, and said, we have need of nothing. The Laodicean church, the lukewarm church, the blinded church. But he says, you are blind and you are poor and you are naked. In other words, there's coming a time when you are going to be exposed. That's something. A time of judgment. But he, but, but she's saying here, she said, uh, there's not going to be end to us. For she hath said in her heart, I said a queen. And am no widow, this is verse 7, and am no widow and shall see and no sorrow. Really? Really? This is this is what the Bible referred, Paul referred to as strong delusion. Strong delusion. Isaiah 47, verse 7. And thou sayest, I shall be a lady forever, so that thou didst not lay these things to thy heart, neither didst remember the latter end of it. Therefore hear now this, thou that art given to pleasures. Now listen, listen to this scripture. That dwellest carelessly and saith in thy heart, I am, and none else beside me. I shall not sit as a widow 
Now, widow means to be desolate. Neither shall I know the loss of children. Right? It's bragging, see? This thing's not going to die. What we're involved in, not going to come down. But these two things shall come to the end of the moment in one day or suddenly. <laughs> loss of children, the widowhood, and widowhood, they shall come upon thee in their perfection. Listen, listen what it says. For the multitude of thy sorceries, or delusion, or deception, or witchcraft, or conjuring. The base for witchcraft is always rebellion. And for the great abundance of thine enchantments, or the manipulation. Okay, this verse refers to the fact that judgment has been laid upon this city of Babylon, and it's going to happen. And like we, it's always symbolic of man's system. And this is the, where it comes what you sow is what you're going to reap. For God is not mocked. Okay. Our last verse for today, verse eight. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day or suddenly, and mourning and famine. And she shall utterly, she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Wow. Her plagues will come in one day. A system that supposedly and is, I guess, thriving and prospering and people uh, have all their eggs in that basket, so to speak. Their faith is in it. They live for it. They work for it. They live and eat and breathe this system. But here's what it says. Her plagues will come in one day or suddenly. That's what it says. Death and mourning and famine. The opposite of what they are now. Prosperous. Going forward. With a future, so to speak. Thinking they're going to rule and reign with this system. But no. No. And she, was that word that uh, she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. This is the, in, the end of the announcement. Now we're going to see the reaction of the kings of the earth the next time. And, and the anguish and the pain. But, but we're going to notice a, a, a trend here. There's not going to be any repentance. Okay. Uh, I think the term reprobate is very strong, but I, I would say this probably applies. Void of any conscience, seared with a seared conscience, not able to retain God. My Lord, we we have to retain God in our knowledge. We have to allow him to judge us as we judge our own sin. Take us to the woodshed, so to speak. Because the Bible says he chastises those that he loves. So we 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 have seen it's very dangerous to be acclimated to this system. Because this system, the worldly system as we know it now, will last forever. No matter what entities and great corporations men build, and clubs and cliques and societies that men build, in the end, whew, God's going to judge all this stuff. See? It's appointed that a man wants to die. 
and then the judgment. All, including Christians, will stand before him. We're going to stand before him at the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ. And those that reject him are going to stand before him at the great white throne. What a horrible, horrible time. The Bible says it'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. The light's going to come on. The realization that they've been deceived for years, that they've followed the wrong system, that they've went down the wrong path, the, the, uh, uh, the broad path that leads to destruction when they should have been going down the straight and the narrow path, which is the word of God and the power of God in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so where's, I guess the question today is where's your affection? Where's our affection? Because where it is is where our treasure is at. We go back to the to the young the young man, religious man, come to Jesus, <clears throat> telling Jesus how he fasted and prayed and paid alms and went to the temple every day and, and done all this religious things, expecting Jesus to say, Good, you're doing great, you're fine, pat him on the back or on the head. What did Jesus say to him? It's all well and good, but now go and sell all that you have. And give it to the poor. Now, one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible. The young man dropped his head. And walked away. Because Jesus Christ has just exposed who his God was. And his God was money. His God was prosperity. His God was stuff. And the things of this world. Search out your own salvation. We're trembling in with fear. What we're reading here today is coming. <clears throat> Just as sure as I'm talking to you today, these things are going to happen. And we need to position ourselves. We need to be in Christ. Those the sun set free is free indeed. And our hearts need to be turned towards God. Malachi says, I'll turn the hearts of the fathers back to the sons, and the hearts of the sons back to the fathers. If we allow the Spirit of God to operate in our lives, he'll do that which is right. But if we reject him, then we'll be planted, so to speak, in this system. And we've found out today that that's not going to be good to be in that system or the end will be an end of that system. <clears throat> but the eternity and the hope is in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the hope of glory. And if you don't know him today, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Call upon his name today and he'll save you and keep you. By his precious stripes we're healed. He was chastised for our peace of mind and bruised for our iniquities. And God put all of our sins upon him and smote him with our sins. The perfect, perfect Lamb of God. Won't you receive him today? He's the only hope for this generation, the only hope for your life, your family's life, those around and about you. Let him deal with you today. Let him melt you like wax before the throne of God and build you back up again in him. Paul said, I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I'm persuaded, he said, that nothing shall separate me, my Lord, from the love of God. Where's your heart at today? Is it in the system that the word of God is talking about is going to be judged? Or are you in the kingdom, so to speak? Are you blood-bought? Have you received Jesus Christ as Savior? Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you today, Lord, that you do keep us. 
Lord, you're still saving today. You're still healing. You're still delivering. You're still pouring out of your spirit. Because you said in these last days that you will pour out your spirit. We ask you today to touch the hearts and the minds of whoever hears this broadcast today. You see every need in their life, Father, spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, psychologically, whatever the need might be today, we ask you to touch and heal and deliver. May you be lifted up, Jesus, that all men might be drawn unto you. Lord, let the scales be pulled from our eyes. Let's not for one moment think this world has the answers. Because, Lord, you said that this world is your enemy. And you told us to come out of it. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Until next time, God bless. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.